Michigan Business Beat, a Michigan business network. Jeffrey Mosier is sitting in for Chris Holman on the road, well, reporting remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. This time around, reaching out across to different portions of the state. First to Nadia Abunasser, PhD, a Federal and Development Projects Director for the MEDC's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Initiative, and Dan Rodomsky, a Director for Centropolis Accelerator out of Southfield, Michigan. Welcome to the Michigan Business Beat. Thanks for having me. Excellent, excellent. So, we'll start it off for the Michigan business community that may not be familiar, Smart Zones, and specifically the Centropolis Accelerator. Dan, could you share the specifics on that? Yeah, Centropolis Accelerator was a partnership between Lawrence Tech University, the city of Southfield, and MEDC to be a structured Smart Zone and have an incubator approved by the state of Michigan specifically to support entrepreneurship. So we have support and funding through MEDC, LTU, and the city of Southfield, and specifically to support entrepreneurs that are developing physical products and advanced manufacturing technologies. Excellent. And you are one of 21 across the state of Michigan. Perhaps Dr. Abinasser can uh, speak to that. Yeah, so what we have in the state of Michigan is we've divided the state into, uh, as you said, 21 smart zones. And right now I think 19 of those are active. And they are basically the first stop for an entrepreneur in each region. So they, we have them all across the state. We have three in the Upper Peninsula. We have them in Holland. We have them in Adrian, Southeast Michigan, Lansing, Mount Pleasant. And basically there to help support high-tech entrepreneurs get their companies up and running and give support through both, both business support, some of it is technical support, and then also connect them to these other various service providers that we fund across the state as well as many other connections they may have. Well, tremendous. And now that we know the lay of the land, uh, one of the concepts that we really wanted to get across to the business community was uh, wondering about how smart zones across Michigan continue to work with local high-tech entrepreneurs and startups to ensure that they have the resources and supports that they need to continue to innovate during the coronavirus crisis. Well, from the MEDC's standpoint, you know, we fund these uh, the smart zones and they continue to operate throughout the coronavirus shutdown. And we also helped launch a few of our a few new programs to help support the companies. We've modified some of our existing funding programs to cover things that previously weren't covered, but companies needed as a result of the of the pandemic. And um, also, I mean, Dan can speak to a little bit more of what the LTU in particular, Centropolis in particular, did. But they've all been very supportive, helped them find funding where uh, available, pivot their technologies to help support either manufacturing of PPE or other corona, other technologies that can support the recovery from the coronavirus. Yeah, and I really give, really give a lot of credit to MEDC for being very reactive to the situation. Nobody could really plan for what we've experienced under this COVID pandemic. And just to give you an idea of the way it impacted early stage companies, you know, many that we work with have were very close to revenue, maybe even had early revenues, early traction in market. And obviously, in many cases, these companies were delayed and impacted in three different ways. One was delayed revenues or even lost revenues, right? Especially if we were selling technologies and products into the manufacturing environment with all the manufacturing plants shut down. So in many cases, some of our clients lost, you know, up to three months of revenue. The other way they were disrupted is investors. Many companies even had 
investors lined up, many pulled back. I had one company that lost a $2 million term sheet and had to shut down temporarily. And then three, we also experienced a lot of entrepreneurs in early stage companies with supply chain disruptions, obviously, especially us, you know, working with physical product developers, you know, if they were developing first line prototypes to get in the hands of customers or even had early sales and planning to deliver first product to customer like we did with a few of our clients. Obviously, those suppliers they were working with were inoperable and could not deliver on their components, so they were delayed a couple months. So it was very difficult in the, to see MEDC step up and provide additional funding and support and allow for some funding to support, you know, non-traditional expenses like monthly cash burn expenses was really helpful to keep some of these very promising technology companies alive and allow them to pick up now when obviously we're more in a, you know, in a position to, to act and, and respond to customer needs. And I want to keep it with Dan. Uh, could you speak a little bit about the use of the in-house 3D printers to make the personal protective equipment or PPE? Yeah, so another way the COVID pandemic really impacted us was immediately recognizing that there was a need for personal protection equipment of all kinds. So fortunately, we have a prototyping shop here on LTU's campus where we also have a co-working space and uh, we were able to activate those 3D printers. In fact, they've been working around the clock for the last three months making face shields, and we've been donating those face shields to a wide variety of nursing homes and assisted living centers. Organizations like Waltonwood and Brightman Methodist, and you know, all really all across the state, Detroit, we've been donating at no cost to, and you know, hospitals and others have kind of recovered and, and found supply chains that are working for them. But it's particularly the assisted living centers that didn't necessarily have the budget for these items and needed their healthcare providers to put them to use for the safety of themselves and their patients. So we've been quite fortunate to be in that position to help out, and now have delivered over 3,000 face shields to not just um, healthcare providers, but also to local businesses as they get back to work. And I understand that inventory of products are also including S-hooks, tree hooks for mask support, door openers, and even button pusher tools and nasal swabs for the COVID-19 testing. Yeah, I've been helping out many, in many regards. And, and uh, thanks to you know, MEDC, too, when we noticed that this was going to be a, a real challenge for our healthcare providers, whether it was hospitals, assisted living centers, emergency medical units, there was quite a few programs, and Nadi can talk about them, to really help existing manufacturers also, re- you know, redeploy their assets, you know, companies that may be making automotive products and others to retool to make personal protection equipment. And we played a big role in helping that, you know, companies of all sorts and all industries stepped up in a way that we can be really proud of here. Companies that converted to making masks, gowns, face shields, hand sanitizer, nasal swabs, as you mentioned, and parts for respirators and ventilators. Well, tremendous. And Nadia, I know we gave some information in the background, but you're welcome to drill a little deeper into how the MEDC supports Michigan smart zones and high-tech entrepreneurs and startups. Sure. So the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Initiative in its current form was started back in 2011. And we have basically three different buckets, let's say, of funding. One is for the university programs, which is the commercialized technologies coming out of the universities and get them out of the university as opposed to sitting on the shelf. And then we have the service providers that will serve our high tech companies and then and our funders. So the smart zones are service providers that work with the high tech companies across the state. They provide, um, like in, in Dan's 
KT provides manufacturing expertise, helps them figure out what they really need to do to make their product sellable, the actual manufacturing process, things like that. Other smart zones have different specialties, including in the IT space or in the med device or um, any other industry. So the smart zones can give a certain amount of support to the company. And then we also have other statewide service providers like the Small Business Development Center's uh, tech team. Those advisors are, are um, have expertise in all of the different industries. They've all pretty much run their own companies before, so they've, they've been there, done that, and they can give a, a lot of support to help these companies be successful. And then the, the third tranche is our funders. We have our funding program. On the company side, we have the Business Accelerator Fund, which is the program that was modified to allow for the non-traditional expenses that we previously hadn't allowed entrepreneurs to charge to that type of program under COVID. And then we've got fun funding programs that help match federal grants, and then our pre-seed and first capital funds, which are investments into the company and grants and loans. So that's kind of a, a brief overview. So we help them both with services and with funding from ideation to commercialization. Excellent. And you both can share some contact information if there's companies out there that would like to learn more about the initiative or Centropolis Accelerator. Yeah. For the MEDC, if they go to michiganbusiness.org slash entrepreneurship, michiganbusiness.org slash entrepreneurship, it gives an overview of all of our programs. And there's also a map of the smart zones on there so companies can locate where in the city depending on where they are in the state, what the closest smart zone is. In centropolisaccelerator.com, you can learn all about our accelerator, our service offerings, and our partners that help, especially, like I mentioned, physical product developers with design for manufacturability, you know, engineering, prototyping, testing, and in connections to Michigan-based suppliers that help them develop the product and also make it here, right here in the state of Michigan. Well, tremendous. Nadia, Dan, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Thank you. Thanks for Excellent. Once again, Nadia Abanasser, PhD, Federal and Development Projects Director for MEDC's Entrepreneurship and Innovation Initiative, and Dan Rodomsky, Director of Centropolis Accelerator of Southfield, Michigan, have been our guests today, and uh, they've been covering how smart zones across Michigan continue to work with local high-tech entrepreneurs and startups to ensure that they have the resources and support they need to continue innovation during coronavirus. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Thank you.